Hello and welcome to Tune In with Luke and Amy, the podcast where we discuss your favourite topics, but with our favourite creative people. And asking them the questions you didn't even know you needed answering. So today this is episode four and we are with Billy Watman. So, Billy, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Hey. How are you guys? Yeah, good, thanks. Introduce yourself, let, let everyone know a bit about you. Right, so my name's Billy. Uh, I am a classically trained guitarist, but I kind of dabble in a bit of a bit of everything, uh, doing some arrangements and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I play guitar. <laughs> Incredible! How <laughs> old are you, my friend? I am. I am nineteen. Big up, I'm, nineteen. I'm turning twenty gang. in two months. Oh, wow! <laughs> nineteen club. Okay, young boy Big indeed. Yeah, I mean, that, a month and a half you're... actually. I'm getting old. Oh my. Dude, still repping the Trilby. Obviously. It's got to be done. It's your trademark, it's, it's, man. Exactly, exactly. It's, 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 it's the logo. It's the logo. It's, um, it's that and a I shirt don't know. as well. It's always like the shirt, the hat, <laughs> the glasses. That's yeah. the look. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be done. It's got to be done. Excellent. I, th- I think, I think like, obviously it's not like a super important thing. But I think it, it, it helps keep things memorable. Like if, yeah. someone, if someone's just seen me playing guitar, they'd be like, oh, this guy that plays in a hat. Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. They see you around then it starts to kind of like click into their mm. head. It's like you have to see something like three times before you kind of actually go and pay attention to it. Yes. It's something like, really? sub- yeah, if something subconsciously you see it three times, then it'll kind of, like if it comes up on your Instagram feed or something, then you'll click onto it like on the third time because it's just subconsciously like in your head. Yeah. Um, Crazy. I read that somewhere. I mean, with your hat, do you feel like when you're performing or recording or anything, do you feel like you're, you kind of lose your powers if you don't have it? (laughs) (laughs) Lose my powers. It it would probably really throw my, well, I don't know. If if I'm just practicing, it's fine. If I'm just like playing on my own, it's fine. But like, I think if I'm performing, it would really throw me off because I feel like I wouldn't be able to like stop thinking about oh, yeah. no, my hat. Yeah. And then I wouldn't be concentrating and then I would just, I'd just screw it up. Because you know, so, everyone in the maybe. audience is yeah. thinking, he's not wearing a hat. But yeah. like we, we've said about this before, it's like if you don't wear like a ring or something that you wear all the time, you just feel a bit weird. Oh it's yeah, like, it's weird. Because like, yeah. I, I have like these two rings as well. And I always, I always do this really weird, it's like just weird just kind of like just yeah. twiddling with them. Like just kind of like against themselves. If I don't have them on, it feels really strange. Yeah. It's and it's weird. kind of like, it's constantly on your mind mind it's like in the back of your head mm. and i feel like you're always like going back to thinking about it so where did the hat originate from when was your first outing with the um, hat let's say god hard to hard to think back um must have been a few I'm, years I'm ago pre- i'm pretty sure it, it's not it's, <laughs> i wish i had like a better story for it and be like oh you know it was a really famous person who gave it to me <laughs> but no uh, i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i was in primark with my mom <laughs> I, I just picked up a trophy <laughs> i was like i quite i quite like this and then, uh, yeah, I think I just started wearing it all the time. Because like, when, I, when I was younger, I used to like, I only really wear it whenever I'm performing and making a video now. But like, yeah. literally when I was younger, I would wear it everywhere. I would practically go to sleep. In it. So, live in wow. the hat, breathe the hat, feel the hat, live the hat, <laughs> be the hat. Be the hat. <laughs> <laughs> I am one with the hat. <laughs> Incredible. So um, a bit of backstory. I mean, you are obviously a couple years younger than, younger than me. And you're in the same year as my brother. So yeah. you and my brother have always been really close friends since um, secondary school, I think. Since primary school. We went to, we went to primary school together. Really? Oh, well, to be fair, I think we only, we only started like becoming friends in like like properly in secondary school. Okay. Like, well, yeah, no, because he, he came for like, oh, 
remember he's playing like playing on me now i think it was like year five or year six he came, he came for like the last couple of years of, of longwick I, I th- I, oh you were at longwick right. as well i went to longwick um primary school that's hilarious oh back in the day big, big up longwick <laughs> i'm a hadnam girl sorry. yeah sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i always remember like you'd come to my house often with my brother and pick up a guitar or something lying around and i'd be like yo this guy is <laughs> this guy is pretty sick like and you're like three years old i don't understand luke's getting nervous he's like, uh, I was like oh, oh my finger, <laughs> comes stitching. into my house and like plays my instruments better than me <laughs> exactly i was like whoa killing it um oh, I, I remember coming to yours is, is that are you still in the same room that is that always been your music room yes like the, near the front, oh, I remember yeah. it. It looks so. It looks you've like really vamped it up now. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it, some, it took um, a change over the past couple months. Yeah, it's had like some lockdown kind of adds some DIY, you know, Fair. kind of tidying up a bit of a feminine touch as well on some places <laughs> to make it look like nice and symmetrical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not just like <gasps> instruments randomly everywhere. Yeah, and I can imagine <laughs> that your your setup now has. Um, improved a lot i mean it looks like you've got a lot of stuff going on back there like te- yeah what what have you kind of um, got going on in your rig i mean what, what for just like just everything or streaming or recording or <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like all of it there's <laughs> a lot going on yeah there's a lot going on well, to be fair, I, suppose, I suppose the, re- the recording yeah i suppose the recording gear is basically the streaming gear like audio wise anyway but uh, it's, it's pretty simple really i haven't really got any like outside like all, all like my plugins are everything. I just use everything in Logic, and I, I you know, bought a couple, couple plugins for that. But I basically just I come into a, a Focusrite over here. Mm-hmm. I think this is the AT9 eight. Um, and that was great. I got that recently because I literally I, I had, I had the solo one for ages because I didn't really need anything else apart from just a DI and a mic. Mm. Um, and then I went to this one. It was but it was with my old Mac, so it was like a re- I think it was by. Uh, like lightning or thunderbolt whatever it was called it was like some weird like uh, like connection so when, when i got my new mac i was like oh i can't use it anymore yeah. oh. I, had to, I, had to, I had to buy this one um but then just into some krks and then just run it on all on a macbook pro but um yeah streaming wise is what i've like really concentrated like in the past year mm. and like really try to up that so i guess we have has- got has like lockdown helped kind of with your streaming and everything i feel like as we can't go anywhere you might as well take advantage of yeah. of the virtual aspect yeah i mean I, I've, I've had like a couple months off streaming but I'm, I'm trying to get back into it now so i had my first stream yesterday for the first time in ages and it went really great uh considering it was like completely just unadvertised just randomly just started streaming so i'm gonna try <laughs> and get back into it uh just <laughs> more, more regularly uh this time but yeah so i've got like dual cameras so i've got something uh, i mean it looks really messy at the moment because i've got all my cables coming across it uh, i can show you on the zoom uh it's basically just that view where it looked a little bit nice than that but it was uh i, I flip it in, in obs and then uh, without all the cables obviously um sick ah! yeah that's that's looking uh, really cool i mean have you got like a selection of like looping pedals and yeah, so ba- basically what my uh, right, let, let, let me t- let me tidy up the cables now. I'll run you through my setup. Incredible. I mean, this is this is like my my thing right here, just nerding out on just like guitar equipment <laughs> all day Luke long. Watches, I kid you not, we go to bed and he watches for hours, just like drum videos, guitar videos. 
tour of my studio my studio setup on youtube oh, the, the videos of like the, the videos of like the home built set uh, like yeah. studios but like the fully pro ones where yeah. I, i'm like how do you say like th- these people like building rooms inside of rooms just <laughs> just to make them more soundproof I, oh, I, watch those. I watch those like hours um, on end it's ridiculous <laughs> gonna have to do that one day that'll be a project for the future yeah, room like, inside a room inside a room inside a room you'll never house. hear a single a single sound while i'm just thrashing <laughs> out on the drum kit oh that's it that's the thing with my little studio well i say it doesn't really matter for me because I'm, I'm never really playing that loud uh unless i'm just like listen listen stuff or like like mixing uh through the speakers but i mean because i'm just in this little log cabin basically that uh my, my dad originally built it to be his uh to, to be his little office but uh, I kind of you stole it. took over it. Yeah, uh, he's still got he's still got a table over there. He's he, got he's a section got like one little yeah. tiny desk with a tiny chair. That's got a, it. Me- a meter square. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll run you through the the setup then. You you'll have to flip it on on your end if if you uh, if you're recording. I'll give you. Uh. Oh yeah. There we go. So basically, I'm running into first over here with my uh, graphic EQ. Uh, so they're, they're, they're all boss pedals apart from just the wah um and then so, oh yeah so i got the graphic eq uh just but you know minor adjustment yeah. EQ. you may have to actually uh, then, uh, describe every pedal a lot because there might just be some people just listening to this oh okay <laughs> just okay so, okay yeah so this so is the, gonna the, be the f- descriptive one yeah okay so <laughs> the first pedal i run into is a uh, eq pedal which is just basically just to mix all the frequencies together uh then i go into my wah pedal uh which is you know classic R. Whip out some of the wah. Hang on. Oh, we're going to get a demo as well. This Here is we quite the treat. Oh, that's cool. Hey. I, like well, that. I love it on. I love it on the on the nylon. It's great. Mm. Um, and then uh, I go. Yeah, so out of here, I come into my Boss OC3, which is an octave pedal. Uh, but that has like a really cool function on it. So it's got a polyphonic setting. Uh, so basically, it can have, uh, like, you know, it will pick up just like up to a certain point. So you can set like where it kind of stops. Oh, um, so only the low like strings the... are dropped or. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, the high strings so are the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's literally like having like the most, like, <laughs> like the most trusted bass player in the world, uh, but also <laughs> the most boring bass player at the same time. Um, no, but that's like that's great, especially like for like all the solo stuff I do, because it really helps just kind of fill that kind of bottom end of the sound, uh, which you know makes a huge difference. So I'd be like always use it when I'm recording. Recently, like mm. I, I don't I don't know why I wasn't using it before, but it makes a huge difference. A hundred percent. Oh, oh, sorry, I forgot. So uh, before before all of that, sorry. So it goes uh, the EQ, then I go into my preamp here. So I forgot about that. One. Um, so that's an AD10. That's basically just like a multi-function pedal. Uh, so you got like you know compression, EQ, delay, reverb, uh, and then also like a a notch filter for just um, like a like if you get feedback when you're playing live. Incredible. And it's got like an automatic mode, which is awesome. Like if I literally get any feedback, I like uh, press these two buttons, and it literally like just finds it and kills the feedback, which is really incredible. oh my god, that sounds yeah, like it's, a lifesaver. When you go to a gig and like they're like <clears throat> testing, testing. Whee! you're like no stop it's so hard that's one thing i don't miss about gigs (laughs) that's that's literally what i've tried to do with this whole board is literally i'll just like give the the down my like one dr just be like here just just 
make sure it's all just a flat EQ and I'll just give you the volume. I, I've got control over everything else. I think so that's good. Because like, I think I've just had so much like experience with just bad sound, man. And I, like, I'm, they, I'm not saying they're necessarily bad, but I think it is, you know, it's hard to like EQ for just like, you know, solo nylon guitar for the kind of stuff yeah. I do. It's a very specific, you know, exactly. like, if, if you go and learn like music tech and like you're doing recording, then, you know, people will say, oh, you know, cut all the low end out of the guitar and kind of, because like the bass will be there. Basically, it's quite the opposite with uh with like all the solo stuff. Exactly. And you kind yeah. of like know your personal preference on how you want it to sound as well. So exactly, if you give it like... to them the way you want it, then they shouldn't have to do much. Yeah. But I think this is a really good idea because I I've experienced exactly the same thing as you, where you go to a pub or something, and the pub owner has like bought, you know the PA system extreme from eBay or oh, something God, and they, they've yeah. spent like one pound on it and then they've brought <laughs> it in and they're like, and they they clearly just don't understand. Like things aren't plugged yeah. in right. Or like, ooh, so ooh, if you volume. just, if you just like, okay, here you go. That's all you need. Turn this up, turn up my microphone yeah. and right. you're good. Thank you. Oh, man, I feel so, I <laughs> feel so blessed. It's making me like cringe at the thought of it. It's like, ugh, oh, no. that is, me and Billy know. Yeah, it's uh, it's just I I remember like sometimes sometimes I I go to a gig and I just you know I I have the sound man there and there'll be like some really bad feedback and I'll be like oh can you just you know whack a notch filter or something on it just gonna you know, just try and cut it out and and I remember <laughs> this one time is it a gig it was a, it was a pretty small gig so yeah and that that's the thing like I'm, I'm I think it's good to have control over your own sound because at the end of the day like you know it's a lot safer and you know. Uh, for for kind of doing that kind of stuff, but oh, I, I feel so blessed when you turn up to a gig and it's like an incredible sound man. Yeah, that like yeah. I remember there was a guy called Jonathan. Jonathan, shout out Jonathan. I can't remember his name, but he, he used to um always be the sound man at this gig I used to play in uh, in Cheshire called the Drawing Room. Amazing, amazing. He would literally I'd, I'd turn up and I'd like plug in. He does do some stuff. I'd be like, oh my god, now how did you do that? <laughs> it's amazing. Love that. But um. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just go back to the pedals. I'll just explain. There's literally just two more. So literally after that, I just have a reverb pedal uh, and then into my looper here. So I have a RB500 for the reverb and RC500 for the looper, which is the... I think this is Boss's latest one. Mm. At least in the, the group of their latest ones. It's really it's really cool. They bring and out the a looper that... like every three months, I swear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they love it. Yeah. No, but the boss boss loopers are great. I I I used to use the um, RC30 for like years before this one, and that was amazing. Uh, still, that's still probably one of my favorites. Uh, I'm still kind of getting used to this one a little bit. It's like uh, it's got quite a few different effects, but it's got some really cool things that I I want to mess around with because it's got like a lot more like flexibility on kind of stuff you can do. Mm. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's a whole different chat. I'll leave that for a different one. <laughs> Different, yeah, man. Whole different chapter on pedals and everything. <laughs> Amy, Amy's really getting a schooling on the uh, the guitar pedal life. No, <laughs> I don't know if you know our friend Henry, but Henry loves guitar pedals. Too oh, much. Henry, uh, Henry Sharalambus. Forgive me, Henry, if you're Sharalambus. Yeah, yeah, I was. Of oh, course. Henry, shout out to you, but you love them too much, and he just talks to me constantly about <laughs> them, and it just goes in one ear and straight out the other. No offense to all you guitar <laughs> pedal lovers, but I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like I just sit there and nod. <laughs> yeah, no, I, li I literally I remember like 
because I, I never really like realized that he was like super into like all this kind of all the kind of like recording stuff and like his pedals i think i just saw him like post it on his story one time i was like oh nice setup mm-hmm. yeah then i just like called him i think we just called for like an hour just like running yeah. through each other's setup just going through it all that sounds like yeah. a henry conversation yeah yeah <laughs> he's definitely the guy to talk to about that stuff yeah anything like anything kind of cool extras that you can get for your guitar or guitar pedals he has it somewhere he has it Mm. or he'll get it straight away as soon as you mention it be like i need that. He, he had some really like funky pedals I, I don't really have that many like weird pedals he had some like really like cool like strange pedals i i, I, I can't really remember any of them off the top of my head no. like just like really like odd sounding ones yeah. In, a, yeah in a good way yeah i don't i don't really all of mine are basically just tonal yeah so it's just to like just get tone because i mean at the end of the day i'm basically just playing it it's like it just i feel like you're you're kind of set up for your guitar is like very much to enhance the sound of the guitar yeah Whilst yeah exactly. henry's is to kind of destroy sound. it and turn it into like a synth most <laughs> yeah. of the time some kind of um, massive synth master machine he's like yo look if i click this one this one and this one i get it's this like, yeah. and i'm like nice okay how about a normal guitar sound he's like uh, no. can't quite clock that one i can't rip henry he knows what he's on about anyway um so you wanted to yeah i want to know where your passion for music started take me back to the very beginning i want to know your roots oh wow where um, did you start go on delve deep 19 years <laughs> oh, almost 20 almost 20 years yeah, of music back, back in the day you know? <laughs> <laughs> um oh, well, my, my dad was always really into like a lot of like a uh, like rock and metal music so I, I was i kind of always grew up like listening to it and like really into that kind of stuff yeah and um I think my first ever instrument, I think it was four. And it was because I think my dad got a, a ukulele for Christmas from my uncle. I'm pretty sure it was from my uncle. And I remember I, I have like really weird actual memories of being there. Like just like seeing this ukulele be like, I want it. Yeah. Want it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he, uh, yeah, so he, he gave it to me. And I, you know, went on YouTube and, you know, on these like YouTube tutorials, learning all the chords. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I think as far as I remember in kind of videos that I've seen, I, I think I picked it up like fairly quickly. And then, you know, finally got a guitar around six. I think I was six when I got my first guitar. Which I actually still own somewhere. I don't think it's in here at the moment. Got to keep your first guitar. Luke's got his first, his second, his 100th guitar. Every single one. I'm like... Never have too many, am I right? I don't know where it is, actually. It's too many. It's it's not that interesting. It was was actually a nylon, which is, like, really weird that I've come back around the whole circle. Yeah. Um, Because I've literally... I went from nylon, then I got uh, my first electric, which I actually have got here. Wait. Oh, I can get that one. Wait, hang on. Amy's got a uh, an electric, don't you, Amy? I was messing around on the other day. Do I? Oh, my sister stole it. Oh. <laughs> actually, it actually, hang on. Just like Billy's that. got it. <laughs> Billy's got your guitar. He just quickly nipped I've down. It. I've got it. Oh my god, it is actually ah. that guitar. Okay. That was my first yeah, electric this is my, guitar. My first ever electric guitar. Look um, how small that guitar is. Wow, it's literally like the size of your <laughs> forearm. That's pretty perfect size for me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, only if little. I could well, this play. Is, this is technically my first. Oh, headphones are killing me here. Hang on. Having a little bit of technical difficulties. One two, <laughs> one two. Hold on, please. <laughs> I feel like we, we should we should schedule some interval music or like an interval rap between <laughs> us two. <laughs> You just need like by the seaside or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well this, well, this is my first ever electric guitar. I remember I got this for for Christmas, 
And I, because I remember, I, I think I remember saying, I didn't know it was a Fender. I had no idea it was like a, a well, it was a Squire. But I remember I asked like, oh, my like Santa list. I was like, oh, you know, I, I want, I want a whammy bar guitar. Ah, whammy bar um, guitar. <laughs> but then I, I was persuaded that this one was better on the day. And uh, yeah, I, that, so that's where it kind of all started. And then I kind of, God, I'm trying to think. So I started with like just kind of finger style stuff and just kind of, you know, just learning like basics and basic like, you know, stairway. I think stairway was like one of the first. There's like a video of me somewhere on YouTube. I think I was like seven. Uh, playing like my, my piano teacher's like Christmas concert playing a, <laughs> playing a stairway. I mean, that's a, a pretty bit... technical song considering you, you are seven years old. Yeah, I I definitely play it a lot better now. I'm not, it, it wasn't the most amazing thing, but I mean, considering I was seven, I'm I'm very proud of it. I'm I'm proud of it to be there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, kind of started with all that kind of stuff, and then um, kind of went through like a couple of different teachers, uh, but mainly mainly stuck with uh with John John Reed Hansen. Shout out. Um, he's a guitar teacher in Tame, and I had him for years, and I kind of like you. Know, I tried to cover different teachers, but I always always ended up coming back to him. Um, and then. And then I had Mike, and that, that's kind of like you know where I kind of like started to see like you play as well. Yeah, like kind of doing all like the rock st- the rock school stuff and everything, and doing a lot of electric stuff. Um, so did you have? Um, was it John? Did you say? Yeah, yeah, John. John, John, John was Reed for Hansen. like the nylon style, and you went to Mike for electric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like the stuff I did with John was like it was never like classical stuff. Uh, it was more like you know just finger style stuff really, okay. and then. And then I went to, you know, Mike did some rock. And then after a couple of years, um, I came back to John because that's when I was, uh, I was thinking of, you know, joining this, uh, the music school that I went to uh, called Purcell. And obviously that's just purely classical. And so I went back to John and I did like uh, actual, like, you know, proper classical with him. <laughs> Show uh, me the way of classical. <laughs> Do you know, do we? <laughs> but the, um yeah, so uh, I mean, so I learned a classical piece. I uh, just learned some Bach, and then uh, for my audition piece, so I played the Bach, and I also played um, the rendition of Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, yeah, we just listened probably, to probably that. Probably not quite what uh, what they were they Looking were wanting, for, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, well, you know, it all worked out because I mean, I wanted to go there being like, oh yeah, I mean, I like classical guitar, but it's not what I want to be doing, and it's kind of how I still am, and I think you know, I've always made that very clear, at, like everywhere I go. Uh, and kind of like my my main reason of choice for going to Royal College Music, which is where I'm at, because the the teacher's like so so helpful. Uh, his name's Gary Ryan. Check him out; he's an amazing guitarist. But he's like he he does kind of a lot of kind of like a classical like a crossover thing with the classical as well. So it's like that was a reason I wanted to like go and learn with him because I felt like he could help me mm. on like the proper stuff that I really wanted to do, as well as like keeping everything with the classical as well. That's mm. cool. So you went to like an actual music school then. So you left secondary school to go there. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I went to Risborough um, for till year eight. I think it was the end of year eight, and then I oh, joined. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then. I would have been in year seven then. So I, I want to know you that long because I mm. went to Risborough as well. But oh, okay. Yeah, I was uh, I was there for the whole time. But obviously, Luke, he's a lot older than me. So, mm. um, but yeah, so you would have been like the year above me um, if you're in Sam's year. So yeah, I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw you play at like party in the playground once or something. Oh, probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always there. Party Back in the what a throwback! What party a throwback. in the playground was just this event we had at our school. So bad. There, <laughs> where all of the musicians or unmusically uh, gifted 
<laughs> students at the school would perform at uh, in the playground, hence party in the playground. Yeah. And there was like an ice cream truck and there's dancers. Um, yeah, it, it was. It was, yeah. oh, it, it, was, was it, it was great fun, though. It was fun. It was fun for sure. Like when I first did it, it was like, oh, dude. Playing party in the playground, got to get this set list absolutely dialed oh, in, guys. Yeah, Let's get it yeah, dialed yeah. in because everyone's, we're not going to be famous if we don't crack party in the playground. So, <laughs> um, I think it's, yeah. it's always like a weird thing though, because obviously, obviously, even though I was like doing other gigs, I think party in the playground was a weird one because they're like, oh, wait, this is in front of like all my friends. Yeah. It's so, it's so That's weird. A the big mindset. Deal. That's, That's a big thing. Thing. I, I would get more nervous for that than like playing like, you know, like I was like, you, I, was, I think around that, that kind of time. You. It's people that know you really yeah, well. Exactly. Where it's like when it's just strangers, they don't know who you are. They don't have expectations of you so much. But when it's like your teachers and like people, mm. you, people you know, I just find it makes you more nervous. Yeah, hundred percent. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> it was still good fun though. God, I forgot about playing the <laughs> What a throwback! I wonder if they still do it. Well, probably not. Probably. Well, well, probably not. It was kind <laughs> right of now, like <laughs> I think it like died out when I was like in year ten. I don't think they did it. Oh, the year after. Oh, really? That is that is a huge shame. I feel like yeah. I mean, all the musical talent must have left with my. <laughs> no, I feel like it did just like die out. I just don't think they had enough people to kind of bother to run it or anything. Yeah, well, as soon as Miss Radford left, the music department went downhill. Let's be honest. Oh, Miss Radford, what? Throwing back proper memories here. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I haven't dove into this part of my memory for years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we're looking at your Spotify here. We, we were literally just listening whilst we were setting up the podcast. We're we were just listening away. through. Um, <laughs> we listened to um, we listened to the Bohemian Rhapsody cover, which was epic. Thank you. Um, it sounds so awesome while my guitar gently weeps. The first one I listened to was your most recent release, Dream On, Dream on the Aerosmith. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Yeah, it just sounds really nice. Like, everything is just super easy to listen to, but mm. so you can hear the technicality. And, I mean, to arrange these kind of songs, I mean, do you ever... I mean, I get, hopefully you're kind of just, like, figuring it out yourself. I'm not sure. Do you ever look at covers on YouTube or anything on... To... um i think i think you know like before like a couple years ago i probably did and you know especially with like you know a, a lot of the re arrangements like to take inspiration but i mean nowadays it is a lot more like, i want to do it on my own i like i mm. like mm. before i would just try and take you know inspiration i think you know everyone kind of has to like while they're kind of doing that to kind of learn you know you learn things from different people and like watching different people play um but i think now i like to kind of sit down with something and you know, try and completely think about it because I mean, it's it's a re it's a really fun process, kind of you know, because you really have to think about as if you're a whole band basically. Yeah. Okay. So you know, like um, with like my most recent one, uh, which isn't on Spotify yet, but it's coming on the on the most recent CD that uh will be coming out soon. Um, is uh, but it's all on YouTube already. It's uh, another brick in the wall. Mm. I did uh part the parts one and two arrangements the part one it was more like a like a multi-track arrangement you know like just like with all of them you know like with the loads of different guitars um and then the part two i wanted to keep on like you know just all on all on one guitar so obviously i kind of had to think about all of the different parts so obviously you know the the strummy the strumming part like the okay i can i can give a quick demo um please first time i've actually introduced music actual live music into the podcast 
much. Name me, <laughs> name me for a live um, performance. Okay, I had a bit of a weird tuning for this one. This one was like a... But I use a, a partial capo, that's why. Oh no. Then, uh, do you yeah, use a lot of um, alternate tunings? Do you? Um, not really. It's 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 kind of something I've more ventured into in the in the past couple of years. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, because I mean, some of my yeah, some of my recent arrangements are in in strange tunings. Yeah, because I I, I, I like, listen so to some of the tunes and I think like, I mean, I I'm listening to the notes you're playing, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm like physically, a hand wouldn't be this big. Like a hand couldn't physically stretch this distance. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm hearing like. Is, is there is there any that you're that you're thinking of that you know? Oh, I I don't even I don't know the names, but I was I'd be listening. I'd be like, oh my gosh, like this is a chord I've never even heard before. Like <laughs> you know you know like you hear these like in, insane um like inversions. Just sounds cool. I mean, yeah, even this tiny capo you got, like what? Yeah, yeah. So this is a little um. A little three-string capo. That is hilarious. Uh, it's so cute. And it, it's like literally um. Right up your street, uh, Amy. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, it's like when I was like trying this before I like got this. Um, so I, I got this from a uh, the G Seventh Capo Company, which I'm with. Uh, so shout out to them. They're great, amazing capos. Uh, but before I had this, I literally I just got one of my old like shub capos and I just like sawed it in half. Oh, <laughs> just because I wanted to, just because I wanted to try it out. That's because horrid. I was like, I was like, oh, I need to, I need to do this. It worked perfect. It worked amazing. Uh, but yeah, basically. So maybe this is something I was hearing. Like maybe you're maybe a bit higher up on the neck, and I'm yeah, I don't know. Anyway, either way, you gotta listen to him. Yeah, so basically, basically, I just have it so it can be tuned to a, a D minor chord. Just because, because, like you know, obviously, the way that I kind of thought about it is, you know, I've got to have like the the first bit, which is like you know the, and then you got the the bass, which is a. And then you know the melody that comes in afterwards. So obviously, the, the, what I kind of started messing around was uh, we're doing like the the like the the bass with like a hammer on thing, so like this, like a. And then I could add the chords in behind it. So. The melody. Like stuff like that yo that is yeah. very that cool. is so yeah. sick i love that thank you thank you but yeah that, that's why i said it's like it was so like now it's, it's so fun to kind of uh, like sometimes things just like work sometimes like like i'll just sit down with something and i'll just like it'll just like come out like the guitar it'll just work and some things like take ages yeah to, to just happen yeah like, i'm curious um, about your process um like do you i mean is there a process i guess you probably have to listen to the the track a, a few times I, I like knowing <laughs> I, know, I like knowing the track like very well in my head is like I'll, obviously i'll listen to it but i like kind of like 
because sometimes I'll be playing and I'll try and like sing it in my head and kind of think about what's going on so I can kind of work out the chords. But there's not really like a because you know like I I never learned like reading music or anything. I think that's the only kind of like downside I have like compared to like obviously like all of my like uni friends are all like classical musicians, so all of them are like really good at sight reading because they're in orchestras and like stuff like that. But obviously like, I I never learned like I, obviously I learned everything kind of like just listening to it and trying to like transcribe it like that mm. uh, which i think it has it pros it's pros and it's cons like when i learn a piece if it, like obviously i can i can read music now i'm still not like great at it like i like I'm, I'm not great at sight reading at all but if i look at a piece i can read the like the whole piece maybe like a, a couple times through and then i'll more or less like just have it like mm. like memorized so i find it like really easy to like memorize things and like kind of to like to like visually see like if i see someone playing something i find it very easy to kind of try and like min- mimic what they're doing as well mm. which uh i mean my, my teacher said that it was like very very different uh in in like in like in like a good way like he said like some some students like, like find it like very difficult to kind of like you know see what someone's doing and just like replicate it but it's like kind of feels like second nature uh, for me to like if like to do that like just see something uh, i think just because of the way i learned like watching people on youtube and trying to you know figure out what they're doing by just watching and then replicating it so um yeah but I mean, tuning wise, honestly, I have no strategy to that. And I feel like I probably should. There probably should should be some strategy. But um, because like, for example, that. So that's like this technically is a a really strange tuning. Because if you think like, obviously, I didn't have the the this little capo before. And it was like, so I've basically my tuning is just like a it's like an A minor chord with a drop D basically. So it's basically, yeah, it's just an A minor chord with a yeah drop d nice. and the reason why i came up with this is i wanted to do a version of battery by metallica mm. the... oh wait no sorry but without the drop d but i wanted to get it all on one guitar and i kind of managed it well it wasn't like great but uh it, I, I mean i didn't really pursue it. i kind of wanted to i kind of started doing nothing else matters in the same uh in the in the same tuning as well but wow. it, I did the tuning so I could try and reach the. Oh, I've got what I did. But yeah, you get the point. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, do you find this? Like I mean. The Nothing Else Matters cover is also excellent. I love it. Um, but this is one of those songs that like, I feel like every guitarist should learn. You know, Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. Especially if, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. if you're trying to practice fingerstyle and if you like rock music, that's like a really good entrance point. Oh, it's, it's great, great. But obviously so, playing, it's, it's in open tuning usually. I mean, it's just like standard tuning. Um, oh yeah, so I just decided to make it hard for myself basically by accident. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so it's, in, it's not in an overtuning. It's like anymore. trying to unlearn a song. It's like <laughs> I don't know how you like visualizing that is just like a pain. Yeah, I I have no idea. I have no explanation of why. Okay. I did it. But um, <laughs> I thought that was just no, I thought I there was some I, theory I, to the madness. But it just sounds like you just you just keep pursuing it until you've got it. By the sounds of it. Yeah, more. I think. I think. I think oh, kind of what happened was basically I had um, I was trying to mix uh, like a, do like a medley of battery and nothing else matters so I think that's why I started doing it in that tuning and I just started like playing about with it and it just started it just started to like just roll off really nicely just um, 
I, I don't know. It probably could be done like just as easy in in standard tuning, like yeah. the whole arrangement I've done. But I don't know. I think it works. It's fun to do though. And I, I like I like using like open tunings. I think it's, it can be really nice to kind of you know mess around with that because you can get like a lot more of like a like in classical it's called like a campanella effect like where you get like the strings kind of like ringing over each other a lot and i think it's it's really nice like, i love that kind of like that, that kind of sound mm. kind of, it sounds like kind of like bells or like a harp kind of yeah like, going past it so what other things are like cds you're going to be releasing this year any more on the uh, horizon at all yes so well anyone that's watching now i'll show you i have so I, I do have two cds at the moment so i have my this is, this is my main one. Uh, so this has like a variety of uh, of different arrangements plus a couple of originals. And I have a Queen EP as well. You both get them from my website, Um But yeah, I'm working on a, on a classic rocks, uh, a classic rock album at the moment uh, with a few of my latest arrangements to put on there. Uh, plus a couple of new ones as well. Uh, but yeah, hopefully that should be done like fairly soon. Epic. Uh, Any tunes that we'd yeah. uh, recognize? Some yeah. names, name drops. Yeah, I mean, a few of them are already on 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 the Spotify. So okay. obviously, the nothing else matters will be on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Crowley, uh, Fear of the Dark. Uh, Into my brain. Very minor sounds. Having, having a brain fart here. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I've been working on this, but this uh, version of this song called "The Spirit," which isn't actually that well known of a song. It's a, it's a song by Magnum. It's amazing. I love it. The ice cream um, company. <laughs> <laughs> Only <Hilarious>. joking. <laughs> Honestly. You're going to be a great dad. Don't. No, don't. Oh, the dad jokes are so bad all the time. Dad jokes all day long. Let's that go. That is the only jokes he has are dad jokes in there. You love them really, Amy. I just like, sometimes I just want to hit my head against the wall. It's just it. sometimes it's that painful. I'm like, Really? <laughs> Did you really just make a joke that that's just... I can't. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I, can't I can't. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Swiftly. Oh. But yeah, so as you were saying, we were talking about Luke made the rubbish Magnum ice cream joke. Yeah, sorry. Your song, <laughs> oh, oh, your song yeah. by Magnum. Um, yeah, yeah. So I've been working on quite a few of like, a, like multi-track ones like that as mm. well. And there's also... There's a, there's a couple like that probably are quite unknown by a lot of people, but I I just really like them. Like the spirits are uh, probably you know I'm not I'm not saying it's not famous, but I think but it's not like a mainstream stream song at all. Mm. Even like for Magnum fans, probably is is well no actually no they definitely know they would definitely know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but like uh, also there's an Annihilator song, uh, but it's a Crystal Anne, which is like it's like the intro song to the album um, Alice in Hell. So it's like the song that comes just before that. Which, I mean, I I mean, before like I'd like really like properly like actually started listening to it. I thought it was just part of the same song, so I didn't really realize. But it's great because it's like he's actually like, so Jeff Waters, uh, the guitarist from Annihilator, um, obviously Annihilator not being a nylon. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't think it doesn't sound like a nylon <laughs> style guitar. No. Um, uh, but yeah, he actually like just whipped out the the nylon guitar for that one. Uh, it's a really, really great little little tune. So I decided to do a little rendition of that as well. So um, yeah, that would be that would be good though. That. So hopefully that will be that will be coming out soon. And then the next plan will be an original CD after that because uh, 
I need I need to start working on more original stuff. That's what I want to want to do. Really. Yeah, we were really talking about got... that before we started the podcast. Like, mm. does he work on original stuff? Because generally, it seems like a lot of this stuff that I've noticed that has you know gained a lot of views or whatever mm. um, has been arrangements, which is obviously yeah. epic and mm. it's great because it's like, oh, this is something I know. I'm gonna listen to the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the thing. People like seeing alternatives. It's, yeah. it's quite a safe their favorite option, I think, if you're just yeah. playing guitar. I think to branch out as just a guitarist can be quite a difficult move, I think. Definitely, definitely. I I think because the thing is with the arrangements, I think it's you know, especially you know, especially as the the solo guitarist thing, you know, for example like the the Bohemian Rhapsody. So you know like a lot of people probably haven't seen someone play Bohemian Rhapsody on one guitar so I think it's one the fact of like it being a song they know so they're being like oh I know this song you know and then yeah. it's also just like seeing like the, the kind of like technical factor yeah as the well. technical aspect like oh how did they do that or how yeah. did this mm. happen I think it's just so I think- like it for kind of a guitarist that let's say hadn't already released all the arrangements you have going to do originals would be a big dive for them but I think because you have already got a following mm it's kind of you've kind of got that support with yeah. you and people kind of yeah. they know what they're expecting from you and they know it's going to be good so i feel like i, I, I think every, everyone i think to an extent you know if you, even if you think of like someone like i don't know ed sheeran he was probably mm. out on the street singing hallelujah once upon a time so i think of it's like, obviously yeah. there's i think it's important i think it's 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 quite nice to be able to like you're close you're playing mainstream songs you're gonna get a lot more mainstream views you know you're gonna get people that are like mm listen to it because they know the song and it's like i think it's it's good obviously i i love playing the arrangement i love doing them but obviously i, I want to do more original stuff as well and have you uh worked yeah, in, I've, on I've, any original I've... music and what kind of uh sounds are you going to capture because is it is it going to be a uh, classical as well or? um i think it's going to be like a, a massive kind of mix I've, I've got like three three that I've i've already released um which is on like spotify and everything uh already and they're kind of this kind of flamenco rock fusion kind of kind of like very kind of like rodrigo and gabriella inspired as well mm. so a lot of like, like that kind of stuff as well but um yeah i i mean i think i just haven't really pursued any of the ideas enough like i come up with like loads of little ideas and i record loads of like loads of different stuff and then i just kind of just hit a brick wall so mm. i'll just have these like really cool little riffs i'll be like oh this sounds oh, i'm so happy with this sounds great and then I have no idea where to go with it after that. Luke um, does that so all yeah. the time. Like whenever you're doing kind of your own stuff, you do, you hit a brick wall. Happens to all of us, all musicians, mm. man. You like get somewhere and then he'll be like, I'm going to delete it. I'm like, no, don't delete it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> delete oh, it. It's, it's crazy because I'll, I'll do an idea that I really like and then I'll listen to it so much. I'll be like, this is rubbish. Yes. He does but if you showed it to someone else, they'd yeah. be like, damn, this is killer because <laughs> you worked so much put so much um, time in it drives me out the wall i'm like no don't delete it we'll like we'll talk to someone and someone might bring more ideas to the table you gotta exactly. show it to someone else and they'll show you a whole new side to it and then you'll be like oh this is why i fell in love with this idea yeah for sure yeah, yeah, yeah i think sometimes as well if you have like a little break from it and then go back that kind of helps but when you're just consistently living like listening to the same yeah. just like however long you've made like on what beat you've made on repeat you do get a bit bored of it but don't bin it just come back to it <laughs> yeah, yeah so um this is i mean i'm not sure if you've ever thought about it but would you ever consider putting other instruments in i mean other than guitar or are you going to stay true to that um do you play any other instruments I, 
I mean, only like string theory, like only like ukuleles and stuff like that. I, I mean, there's there's like only there's only I think like one track where I've really apart from like the ukulele track, the while my guitar gently weeps. Apart from that, there's only been like one track where I've actually like recorded other instruments being like a, a little bit of like percussion and, and like clapping and shakers <laughs> but uh i always had this cool instrument which is a uh, I'll, I'll just pan over to it on the wall i can't i can't be able to go get it but this little thing over here well uh, it's called a domra and i i got it from my composition teacher uh for a tenor so it was great <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's basically it's basically like a, ah. a a russian ukulele kind of um and uh it's in my my pretender the pretender arrangement where I just kind of did this kind of like, it's kind of like funky flamenco kind of arrangement of, of the track and kind of had some, had that, had some shakers, some claps and uh, also a, a thumb piano, like a klimba. Yeah. Uh, just for one one little bit, like right at the end. Uh, but yeah, but that was good fun. Um, I think apart from that, I, I quite like the idea of everything being like on one guitar. I think it's nice to like, you know, kind of mess around with like multi-tracking with the guitar. But I think end of the day, I think like, you know, the, the main thing that I want to have going is that I have like, you know, I can try and do these whole thing on just one guitar all in all at once. Yeah. Uh, which is what also like, even with the looper, like I, I love it and it's a great tool, but I feel like it's, you know, it's kind of like, I, I never want to become like reliant on the looper. Cause I think it's very yeah. important to like kind of have yeah. that kind of, cause that, that's what I've been like trying to, you know, show with it like with my performances and like when i'm playing and like doing the videos is like trying to do all of this on one guitar yeah and i feel um, like that kind of brings like your wow factor as well it's like people mm, are like exactly yeah it's their thing that makes them remember you apart as well as the hat obviously but like <laughs> you know the thing that they can remember is like that guy is just making this song out of one guitar like that's pretty yeah pretty to crazy. play it all at once is great because yeah. i mean loopers are amazing i mean like you were demonstrating earlier you could lay in the bass part maybe a bit of tap on the strings the chords yeah yeah and then you end up just you, playing like a one string on, melody on the... at yeah like, yeah and then all of a sudden it's like you you've kind of gone from playing something that's extremely impressive to just mm -hmm. actually just doing one thing at a time and it's like yeah, actually literally. there's a lot of guitarists that yeah. can do that so i think the the only yeah. time where i really Unless it's just something like, you know, uh, so for example, like uh, like I do like a little loop pedal demo whenever I'm playing live. It's kind of just like explains people how uh, a loop pedal works, uh, which I actually I can, I can, I can give a, a little demo now, actually. If, if oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, it's my weird tuning. Amy's watching very uh, carefully so she can uh, rob all of your ideas. Yeah, we're, we're filming a, uh, a Billy Watman cover straight after and Amy's on guitar. I'm on the shaker. God, <laughs> don't ever catch you on a guitar. It doesn't work out. So we'll, we'll get Amy on guitar in a second. She'll, she'll show you how it's really done. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, so basically with the looper. So what, what I can basically do. So I can record... Okay, I can record, uh, so I can start it and stop it. And then basically when I record it, this happens. So I can record this. And that keeps going over and over again. And then I can record other harmonies on the top of that. Oh, 
my guitar is a tiny bit out of tune, but we'll, we'll go with it anyway. <laughs> and I can record another layer on top of that. And then, you know, then I can play like a bass line over all of that as well. stuff like that yes um so i think for stuff like that and then also like the only the only other time where i really kind of well, it's kind of because i can't really i can't really play like some certain things at the same time on the guitar obviously it's like uh with a i do a arrangement of rasputin where a lot of like the rhythm and stuff is all like this kind of stuff like a lot of like tappy and rhythm rhythmic stuff yeah which i can't really can't really play like a, a intricate melody over the top so with stuff like that, that that's when i'll kind mm -hmm. of you know use a use a loop pedal uh really but for the most part i'll try and do it with that if i can epic um so i mean i mean there's any other one other thing that i thought would be different from guitar um saw you the other day so you're at the skate park my friend with my, yes my brother um you've got a, a penny board i have a little penny board yeah which is epic. Like, and when I, I stood on it, I almost about. broke my ankles <laughs> because it was the loosest thing I've ever stood on. Um, <laughs> my ankles, agony. Um, how long have you been uh, skating for? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't really call myself a skater. I, I can't. I can't take that title. But um, oh no, of course you are. Had, like, <laughs> I've always had just like cruiser boards, and I've always like I like just kind of just riding about on it. But I, don't, I can't do anything fancy on them really. It's like me. But um. I just like to cruise around. Luke does like the fancy stuff and I'll just cruise around the skate park. <laughs> That's enough for me. You're like, you're like the lifeguard that goes around the skate park. Yeah, I pick, I scrape <laughs> you off the floor like if you fall over. Yeah. I'll just like kill you <laughs> off. I'm like the mum, look after everybody there, like provide everyone with drinks when they need them, like put a plaster. I'm there. I'm just the mum of the, the skate skate park and just skate around the outside. Yeah, I mean, um, when you're not uh, shredding on the guitar... Uh, and making <laughs> sick content. Um, what else do you do? I mean, what are your interests, other hobbies? Um, oh, I'm pretty boring apart from the guitar. No, okay. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm the same. Me too. I mean... Wow, this this really makes me sound boring. I, I, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't, if I had music, my life would pretty much be over. I, I don't really do really <laughs> much else. It'd just be like much a dormant statue, yeah. just. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's pretty pretty much what I do. Well, I think I think that basically so, uh, just shows how much you've uh, dedicated a lot of your life to just the craft of yeah. the nylon string and I mean and guitar all, itself. All you do is like hit some drums, play, strum the guitar, and skate around. So there we I go. Yeah, that's like my life. My life stories. Pick up horse poo. That's like story. <laughs> nice. I spend I spend more time like picking up his poo than actually riding my horse. Honestly, oh, don't get a horse, guys. If you had to take anything from this podcast, don't don't get a horse. Don't do it. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I've only just noticed the time. Wow, I've literally just been lost been in going, this. Been going for an hour, pretty much. Which is excellent. Um, 
I think we, we'll call it there. If, yeah. Unless there's any last things you want to mention. I mean, please plug all of your stuff. Um, yeah, plug everything. Yeah, I mean, well, well go, go follow my stuff on, on Facebook, YouTube, just Billy Wattman Music. Um, CDs for the website, billywattman.com. Uh, if not, everything's on iTunes, Spotify anyways. But uh, yeah, otherwise, thank you. Yeah, thank CD you coming out soon, thank which is exciting. Coming. Yeah, we'll have to like, once you release everything, we'll have to get you back in here and give us an update. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Do you wanna do you wanna just play us out with like a minute of music? Yeah. Should I play? Should I play Strong you guys out? out. Uh, yeah. What what kind what kind of things do you guys want to hear? Um, Billy Watman. Yeah. Billy Watman. Oh, he was he was an original. Yeah, go on then. Oh, let's have it. Uh, you know, we want some sneak preview. That's what we want. Yeah, we want we a sneak we preview. Like of course the, we do. The sneak preview of life. Do you know Wonderwall? Oh. <laughs> right, how do I end this court now? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what? Oh, what? What even are the cars? There, there'll probably be a cool, a cool way to do that somehow. I, I'm not going to try that. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you, thank you. Thank that you very much, man. But yeah, thank you for joining us today. I think we'll. Uh, oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, we'll definitely. That was really epic. Board. We'll tag all your socials in below as well. Everything. Yeah, listen um, to Billy Watman. Amazing. Yeah, we'll tag you everywhere. Do posts. Cool. But yeah, thank you for thank you for being here. Cheers, Billy. No oh, pleasure, pleasure. Uh, um, thank you. I'll see you guys. It's best sign out. Yeah. Hi. Make sure you subscribe. It's been episode number four with Billy Watman. Thank you for watching. Bye. Bye, Billy. Bye.